0: Back from across the waters of the world, daring to go where very few people have gone before.
1: This is a Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Billy and Ian. Can you believe it? We have been gone on our worldly adventures for a couple of weeks. We've come back more cultured, more tan. Uh, I think that I've traveled more miles was than it you have. Was it sunny there? Oh, it was beautiful. Oh. Beautiful. Yeah, so I spent the last week in Europe. I was over in the Baltic States. For those that don't know where it is, uh, the Baltic States are very, very close to Russia. So that was fun. I flew into Helsinki. Actually, no, I flew into Stockholm first, and I learned I had nothing against the Swedes, really, until I arrived at their international airport, and then it all went downhill for them. It was a dismal place to be. It really was. The only good thing about it, ...was that after we were delayed in customs for an hour and a half... ...because the fella in front of us was filling out what had to have been a job application. Because he had forms and forms and he just sucked at what he was doing. I don't know what was happening. But this dude took so long that our flight was an hour and a half delayed... ...sitting on the tarmac waiting for us because we were traveling with a whole group. And uh, they held it on the tarmac. They bussed us out to the airplane where I learned I thought that this airplane was basically just for us and the other group we were traveling with. So I was traveling for uh, performances, right? So it was my group, uh, Handbell Group, and then the another group from Cleveland, Ohio. I thought it was just the two of us on this airplane, and I learned that wasn't the case. There were other people on this airplane that were just trying to go about their lives. Mm. So they were sat on the tarmac for an hour and a half waiting for us to get through customs before we finally took off. So I landed in Helsinki a beautiful town. Finland is just gorgeous. The people are so nice. Um, And the weather was stunning. Generally, this time of year, they say it's, you know, oppressively hot or rainy, you know, something that's inclement. The whole time that I was over in Europe, it was like mid-70s and sunny, except for the one day where we had a bus ride from Riga, Latvia to Tallinn, Estonia, it rained on that bus ride, and that's all, which was fantastic because it made the bus ride very enjoyable. You know, you're looking out the window, and it's rainy. It was very nice. Um, and when it rained, they all rejoiced because apparently they haven't had rain in, like, several weeks. So that was really cool. At any rate, I started in Helsinki, gave a concert, a beautiful concert in the rock church there. They built it out of a mountain, effectively. Mm-hmm. You can see on the walls where they use the dynamite to blast out this hole in a rock. And on the outside, all you can see is this copper dome, which is the roof of the church. It was very, very cool. From there, we flew to Riga, Latvia, where uh, we almost committed an international incident and got deported. Uh, Thankfully, we lived past that. I'll go into that in a moment. And then we uh, bust over to Tallinn, where we gave our final concert in this gigantic cathedral that was built in, like, the 1300s. Still has the original floor, so when we set up the handbell tables, it was all sorts of uneven. Yeah. So we had bells rolling everywhere. And we'd actually borrowed them from the only uh, handbell ensemble in Estonia, or in the Baltic States. They're based in Estonia. And when we were practicing, we accidentally launched a couple of their chimes off the front of the table because they were uneven. So we were doing this technique oh, called a marlato, no. where you're you're basically hitting the bell against the foam on the table. And it shook them, and they just leapt off the edge of the table. <laughs> It's okay. No one saw. So, yeah, that wasn't as bad as the international incident that we caused in Riga, which was this. In Riga's old town, which is a preserved part of the town from hundreds of years ago, there is their town hall. And their town hall has the, on the very top floor, on the outside of the building, has these bells. Picture like arcs, sort of like rainbows. And then hanging from those three big arcs are these bells of different sizes. And every hour on the hour, they ring a jingle of some kind. Mm. And we thought, as we're a handbell choir traveling here for international peace as part of this big festival, set of festivals that is going on, wouldn't it be great to get a picture with the bells? How cool would that be? So we thought, well, we'll just get a picture outside the bells. And then I got this great idea. So what if I go in there and explain who we are, why we're here, What if they'll allow us to go up near the bells, maybe even just by the glass? We'll get a picture behind the glass. How cool would that be? So I walked in, and inside the town hall, obviously they don't want people to be there because there's a big gate that only opens if you have a pass. And on on the right side of that is a security guard standing by just a regular old metal detector and a table. And I walked over to this man that's angry looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, clearly his job is to shoo people away. shoo people away. Yeah, he's a people shooer awayer. <laughs> That's what his job is. I walked over. I said, "Hi, sir. I'm. I'm. Uh, how are you?" And he said, "No. Uh, well, hang on a minute. I haven't even asked the question." <laughs> I said, "We're part of a traveling group, and we're wondering if we could. No. <laughs> well, we're trying to see if we could get a picture up by the bells." He said, "No." And he was making like an X with his hands. Yep. No, nope, not gonna happen. I said, well, is there someone I could talk to? No, no visitors. Uh, are you sure? Like, we would really love to. No, can't happen. Okay, I have done all I can do, right? I told the whole group, hey, not going to happen. Let's leave this guy alone. One member of our group, however, has a, just a, what's the word? A tenacity, a real just, just want about this picture and and doesn't really take no for an answer so she stays behind while the rest of us vacate the property before the fuzz is called and she's you can see her through the window you know pulling out her phone showing pictures and videos and sort of talking to this guy and then after a while he's had enough and leads her away Mm -hmm. and i thought well she's been arrested this is this is going to go very poorly So she's led to a back room somewhere. And about 15 minutes later, while we're sitting on the steps, she comes out and says, okay, we're good to take this picture. Hmm. And she leads us back inside to this lady who looks like she's about to lose her job. (laughs) If I'm being honest, she looks very hurried and rushed. But what she has in her hand is these passes to let you into the constable building. So (laughs) she gives us these passes. And then we all have to walk through the security guard's metal detector while he's just mad. Yep, He is mad. He's looking for a reason to arrest somebody. He is furious. And you can just see it on his face. Not in his actions, but in his face. So I'm last to go through, right, because I'm the leader of the group, and I just give him a head nod of a, you've been outclassed, and I apologize that this has happened to you, but please don't think bad about us Americans. So we're led all the way up to the very, very top of the constable building. And I thought we were just going to get a picture from the inside looking out. No. They open up the doors and we go out onto the platform (laughs) where the bells are. And we are led to the platform where we take this picture. And then we are hurriedly rushed away before someone can say something bad to a superior. We hand in our things. We say, thank you very much. We leave. We vacate very quickly. And then we go off to lunch, feeling both very proud of ourselves and also like we have just absolutely undone the whole reason we are here, which is to build relationships between the United States of America and uh, Latvia. So we vacate. We have a beautiful picture to show about it. We give a great concert that evening. We invited everybody there that we saw. Like, hey, you know, come on by. and You'll see that we're actually here. Did for you get a- anyone? I have no idea. Okay. The audience was fairly substantial i mean it was was a good crowd i wouldn't say that it was a packed house but it was a healthy audience you know it's unfortunate that we were there right when the midsummer festival starts Mm. so we call it the solstice here in the states but they call it the midsummer and they have this big festival around it and what is interesting is everybody leaves during midsummer festival they all go off to their summer homes or they go. So it's kind of sort of like in the Midwest where everybody goes camping. You know, they all go in their cars and they go away from the city. Yeah. So, like 4th of July weekend. Very similar. Yes. So we were fighting against that, um, which didn't didn't play to help us, but very healthy audience. It was great. It was great. Flew back. Actually, what's interesting is I flew back on my birthday mm-hmm. and on my golden birthday, no less. I'm now 75 years old. Um, so we were flying and we left the airport, left for the airport in Tallinn at 5 a.m. We flew an hour to Stockholm. Mm-hmm. However, we landed at the same time the flight took off oh. because of the time difference. Yep. We boarded a flight to Chicago, United States and landed it was a it was eight eight and a half hour flight and we landed two hours later local time. Gotcha. Right. So yeah. And so I've landed now at noon our time. I drove three hours, also stopping to get lunch and, yep. and some ice cream along the way, and arrived home. Set my bags down. My fiance showered, and then we left for my birthday dinner. In a different town, had my birthday dinner, came home, had to feed the horses yet at ten o'clock at night, got home, showered, went to bed at eleven PM. I had a thirty-two hour long birthday, which was spectacular. Now no, I spent most of it on an airplane with food that was just poor. Awful. Yeah. Poor. It was bad. Our lunch was uh I don't even know what you'd call it. A train wreck, really. It was this pita, I think, with a cheese of some sort and butter. Yeah. That was lunch. Yeah. The lunch previous to that, because there was two lunches because the time zone changes. The lunch previous to that was a chicken and child vomit um, that claimed to be pumpkin I have a, never heard of chicken and pumpkin. That's yeah, not a really common... Yeah. Well, I think it was meant to be a potato, but they must have ran out. Ah. Because it was it was definitely orange. Sweet potato, maybe? No. No, because no, the outside okay. of the tin read, it read pumpkin. I read the outside of the tin. I wasn't potato in it. Interesting. And and greens. And that sucked. Yeah. Was bad. And more than that, if I could just take a moment to complain... Uh, When we got on the airplane, they said, we apologize, we're short-staffed. And two of the ovens don't work. Intercontinental flight, mind you. Yep. Eight and a half hours in this thing. Two of the ovens don't work. We're short-staffed. They didn't even give me How water. How much is an oven? I have no idea.
0: At, on average, at the cheapest you're going to get a plane ticket nowadays, at $350 a person
1: for an international flight, you feel like you could probably... Purchase an oven pretty quick. No, couldn't happen. Couldn't <laughs> happen because the poor people up in business class never got their hot, their warm rolls when they arrived. Mm. I never got a warm roll the whole time I was on the thing. <laughs> and yep. then, to make matters worse, when we landed, something went awry. First of all, this pilot was sawing at the wheel because it was very, very windy. So he was just doing his darndest to land this thing. But when we did, something clearly didn't go to plan because the whole cabin filled with smoke. I was hoping we would get to use the emergency slides. So were the people around me because I thought that would be fun. But instead, we were just stuck with this smoke-filled cabin that they explained away as like... Canada. Something got a little hot. No, no. It something wasn't got even warm. Canada? No, okay. something got... An electrical fire had started and had been put out, I guess, thanks to the captain's brilliance. And all was fine. However... You just need to suck it up because we're already on the tarmac and we're not disembarking early. So that sucked. Someone should have cracked a window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Someone should have pulled the fire engine. I thought the, the oxygen masks could have yeah. come down at least, right? At the very least. Nah, I think those are pretty expensive to use. Dude, I have Everything it, there is going to be expensive. It's it just the airplane was meh. I mean, it was okay, right? It wasn't the worst yeah. airplane I've ever been on. But I didn't realize how just piss poor our Chicago international airport was till I went into like Helsinki's airport or Latvia's airport these are beautiful airports yeah they 10 people that arrive a year no they're inter they're intercontinental ones are gorgeous yeah. they're so they have a million people that go through these things a year and they're so well laid out they're just thoughtful and, and the food courts are easy to find, and they're under construction like every other airport on the planet. But I arrived in Chicago's, and I thought, oh my gosh. I can already feel my rims being stolen off my car that's not even here. That's what I felt. Well, that's the difference between a million people a year and a million people a day through your airport. I just... I just pardon me. I just... They, the whole thing's under construction which is okay whatever it's neither here nor there customs was a nightmare as it always is yeah there's some entitled officer yelling about something that I just could not care any less about um so yeah that was that that was my that was my uh my flight over in Europe I'm going back not next year year after for another set of festivals we were invited back so that'll be a, a good time nice. yes fun conducting on an international stage. It's good and then to make matters even better while I'm over there I learn about this submarine this titanic submarine that we now know has imploded and all were killed however if you wind this show back call it a half a dozen episodes we were the first you will people. you will find that from day one <laughs> of this thing's creation Ian and I said This is not only the (laughs) biggest waste of a quarter million dollars, it is the biggest death trap. If you look at this thing, you're like, oh my gosh, it was made at Ikea or in a dude's garage, which it was done in both accounts, right? This was the most cheaply sourced pile of garbage ever. Okay, Take, for example, billionaire Gabe Newell owns a submarine, had one built, $100 million cost him. And when you look at it, you go, holy smokes, I bet you could explore the ocean in that thing. When I look at this thing that Ocean Gate made, I don't even know if I was quoted on the show as saying it. I remember saying that it looked chintzy. But it looks like the same thing that people do the runs down Niagara Falls in. Yep. Yeah, have, you, have you seen this? Yeah. By the way, it's completely illegal to jump off Niagara Falls or, sorry, you know, throw yourself over the edge. It happens often. But they, the Discovery made a whole show on people that did it. It was like a yep. competition. And when I looked at the things that they strapped themselves in to fall 1,000 feet, I thought, oh my gosh, this is the impetus for the Ocean Gate sub. This thing was terrible. First of all, carbon fiber. Start and stop right there. You're dumb if you're making something out of carbon fiber because it doesn't handle that much PS. I have carbon fiber arrows that explode out of my bow that is pulled back to 62 pounds. Yep. 62 pounds flying 300 feet per second. The arrow can't handle the force it's under. Carbon fiber snaps. Okay. Secondarily, he's controlling this thing with an Xbox controller. Was it Xbox? I was told originally it was a PS2, and I'm like. Couldn't be. Could be. The funny part of that is
0: there's been advancements in controllers. You know you're scraping the bottom if you go back
1: to the PS2. Dude's gonna get a low battery signal down there and he's gonna ask me if I have a Walkman somewhere where he can or an old stereo set where he could borrow fifteen double A batteries. To to you have a PS2 adapter for the USB plug? It's like no. Does anybody have a USB type A yeah. that I can that I could plug into? Oh my gosh. It's just it was yeah. So, when we heard it was lost, when we were over in Europe, I was like, okay. First of all, I wasn't surprised, because he has yet yeah, to have obviously. a successful mission. He's been lost every time he did it. And then I heard that they lost contact, and I thought, well, good news is at least it's tethered to a rope. Turns out it wasn't. Apparently Turns out they not. just yeah. decided, today's the day. F it to the rope.
0: Granted, that would be a long rope, but I feel like for $250,000 a person... You can
1: afford a pretty long rope. No, I, th- <laughs> 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 I thought to myself, I, so I, I started by feeling bad. First of all, the dude's kid, the owner's kid was on this. And the kid didn't want to be, but he was pressured by his dad yep. because his dad was a millionaire and wanted to get his way. And I thought, wow, that kid's life sucked. And then I thought to myself, these people, I originally was told it was three quarters of a million dollars, three hundred, seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars And then I learned it was only $250,000. And I thought, oh, my gosh, what a deal. I couldn't feel bad for the people anymore, you know. A little Sarah that refinanced her home to go down there. I thought, you know what, Sarah, you probably deserved it, right? You you fought a deal, sixty-six percent off, and truthfully, you paid the price for a steal. You went on AliExpress and bought yourself the the cheapest trip you could to the Titanic, and it didn't work out, such as most AliExpress purchases. Well. Feel
0: like I don't want to be insensitive, but who in their right mind spends that kind of money to go down to the pitch black bottom of the ocean, anyhow, to see the Titanic? Because you can't. They they go down and they're gonna have to use different cameras to get an image of the Titanic to show you in your little ship. That's no different than you googling pictures of the Titanic. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: yeah. You're absolutely right. I remember that uh, I someone did a documentary. I think it was Mike Rowe from what used to be Dirty Jobs. Yeah, so I don't remember. He was doing a, a piece on this, or maybe it was even twenty like a uh, Dateline. You know, whatever it is. The guy was basically saying that you know, revolutionizing. We're gonna go see this historic site. And then I, now that he's dead, I saw this fantastic little graph about uh, linearly how many people have died at the Titanic. And in 1912, there's a pretty large gap. <laughs> and then there was just silence, radio silence. And then a little sonar so just, a little, whoop, just a little bump showed yep. up in 2023, because people were trying to go find other dead people. It's like if you went to the USS Arizona, I think, in Hawaii, and you're like, hey, I'm was. gonna go dive. And I'm going to go see the... Because the ship's not that far. You can actually see the ship. Yeah. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go get my scuba gear on. And I'm going to go defile these old ruins of dead people. That's what these people did. Effectively. Now, I love the Titanic. I love its history. I love everything about it. But it is sort of apropos that the ignorance by which the captain showed that got the thing sunk down there is the same level of ignorance that showed to get this ship dead
0: yeah 100% yeah same thing
1: yeah also I was just thinking about their death because it said that they imploded because mm-hmm. they were so far down that the thing just the, basically crumbled the pressure like a, couldn't handle it right like a Pepsi can and that they died instantly that can't be the worst way to go no. however I don't think that they were down there joyriding and all of a sudden, they thought, Johnson, did you hear that? Oh, and they're dead. I think that they were probably down there for a considerable amount of time. Knowing that they were going to die. Yes. While this dude was trying to pair his other Xbox controller. <laughs> he, he he probably said, like, huh, not getting a Bluetooth pairing. <laughs> Hang on a minute here. Hey, uh." Breaker, breaker, one nine. Do you hear me up there? I'm having troubles pairing my secondary controller. Can anybody hear me up there? Any uh, anybody got me up there?
0: Really should have got that Geek Squad protection. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he should have he should have paid the $7.99 for the two-year warranty. <laughs> that really. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. It's life-saving, people. Yeah. if i were geek squad i would run with that no no i would hop i'd hop on twitter and i'd just say you know what you shoulda you shoulda you just shoulda that would be absolutely horrible for publicity yeah i couldn't believe it just couldn't believe it so at any rate they're dead now and we've learned a very valuable lesson don't trust a millionaire that isn't an engineer that's what we've learned, I think. I wouldn't even trust an engineer at that point. That's the big takeaway. Or use Google. Not a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. Leave it to the experts. Leave it to leave it to the the, the underwater version of NASA, whatever they call those people. Wassa. Wassa. You know, water and Sand? submarine. Oh, submarine. That works. Aquatics. Aquatics. Yeah. <laughs> leave it to Wassa we will we'll fix you right mm-hmm. up. With that some is pictures. really good. Yeah. I'll,
0: I'd take a trip down the depths if we ever find, like, Leviathan. I think that'd be pretty cool to encounter and die to.
1: I wouldn't take a trip 100 feet in that thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, not that thing, obviously. I wonder if the pressure difference is a lot like airplanes. Like, do your ears pop? I would reckon so, right? Oh, yeah. For Going sure. the other way? Have way, to. way more pressure. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need to do it. Yeah, there's just so much less to see, you know, like visibility is like six feet, even with these yeah. the brightest flashlights you can attach to this thing. I'm just thinking I would rather go up in an airplane because I get to see some cool stuff like, OK, I was flying last week. I took like nine different flights over the past couple weeks. Every single time I fly through a cloud, I go, wow, I'm in a cloud. I get my phone out. I take a picture. I have so many pictures on my phone of clouds. Of clouds. Listen, I, I'm some basic white girl. Look, look hey, these are just pictures of me. Uh, hang on. It, look at this. <laughs> it's Every, a lot there of clouds. Just, right, and there's different subsects. You go a couple days, there's some more pictures of clouds. Like, it just, there's pictures of clouds always because they're infinitely cool. Dark with some crustaceans is not nearly as cool. Now, I'm that's not... why I said if we find Leviathan, that'll be different. Now, I'm not saying there isn't cool stuff because there are some cool like photo plankton down there that light up and they're really cool. And i love to say I saw them, but I wouldn't love to say I saw them the price of my house.
0: Also, at that depth, that didn't ha- that didn't have like a front facing window, did it? I really, uh, really doubt yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah, but it, but it was only rated for like 2000 meters and they went 8000 meters. And Ocean Gate yeah. said that they did that because there's, you know, remember, when you're talking about innovation, sometimes innovation doesn't wait. That is true. You know, you gotta, you just attach it and you know that the government's gonna stop you and red tape's gonna stop you, but you don't, you don't stop because innovation doesn't stop. Right? It's just like people with fake legs. Back in 1930, if you had a fake leg, you know, it all, it came in that same, you know, hearing aid brown you looked like you were walking with a fake leg, you know. You're like, oh my gosh, I hope that guy, you know, he probably lost it in the war or something. Now, if you have fake legs, they won't even let you in the Olympics in the same categories as people with regular legs, right? <laughs> because because innovation took over, and they know that you're gonna look like Blade Runner over there on those, you know, hockey skis, just just going pumping and going. Blowing past people with regular legs, yeah. Innovation, innovation, <laughs> innovation just gets us all. It's... Yeah, sometimes it's for the better, sometimes it's for the worse. Could you picture walking on the street? You've spent years. To... I'll digress. <laughs> it's just this dude that got his legs blown off in a in a, a like a saw accident. You know, one of those freaking how they cut trees—a wood chipper incident. He was trying to oh, shove what? the logs in, <laughs> oh lost his leg, and now all of a sudden he's infinitely better than you will ever be as an athlete. I mean, you can cut off your legs Put too. that dude on Lance Armstrong's regiment and bike, and we're gonna have so many Tour de France wins. They're gonna outlaw him being there, and somehow he's gonna show up three three countries away a month previous and just. Go just go mix him with RoboCop and he's just going to be a machine that eats up the miles. I don't know where I was going with that, but I like innovation. It. Ocean Gate should have hired that guy. They'd have probably got a better product. <laughs> I
0: doubt it. I doubt it. I it also, was doomed to fail with the name.
1: I, I, this, if you're, this, I, <laughs> we I, were thinking I, the same thing. just about to say.
0: Because we have, I don't know, Watergate, Ocean Gate, everything watery and then gate. Always ends poorly.
1: He should have known. Forrest Gump. They need to make remake Forrest Gump. He's gonna be him. <laughs> Forrest Gump is scuba just- diving, and this is, he's gonna be in a sub next. Year. I'm like, I don't think that's gonna work out so well. <laughs> I can see it now, cause it's it's gonna be your classic. Gump is
0: down there, free swimming. He doesn't have a snorkel or anything. He's like, I decided I wanted to go swimming, and as I was swimming, I found this ship. It wasn't floating, it was at the bottom of the ocean.
1: <laughs> I love your accent too. Oh my and then we gosh. and then we
0: have Gump down there, you know, just breaststroking at the bottom of the Titanic, and they're like, What? What who is that? Made it, made there, it. There's a man down here. <laughs> just just breath held and he just and you can see it, it ties into the movie. He goes up and he's like, oh! he's waving and he goes and taps yes. the glass and then all of a sudden you hear cracking. The- oh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Forrest Gump killed these people
0: <laughs> Nah if it was in Forrest Gump He would have saved the people It was like and then I went and I picked them up And I swam to the surface
1: I grabbed their tether rope And I pulled them off I borrowed him my I borrowed him my double A batteries I had stuck my <laughs> I, I paired right I paired right to his, his Bluetooth right to my phone And I said follow me <laughs> Holy smokes. You know it's also My Mama always always said Mama that, always told me.
0: Uh you, you should get the Geek Squat protection and that's why my controller was working underwater.
1: Mom Ma- Ma- mama said, Boy, you better get yourself that underwater scuba case till you never know when you might need the scuba case. You might drop it in a bathtub or you might find yourself by, by the Titanic by God and I I mama never led me astray now one one time of her life. Especially when she brought me to this ad read. This episode of A Gentleman's Chat is sponsored by Anchor.fm. If you are looking for the easiest way to create a podcast online, don't look any further than Anchor. Their creative tools and built-in podcast distribution make them the best place to host your podcast. The best part? You get all of these fantastic perks for free. That's right, for free. So if you want to spread your voice across the web, go to Anchor.fm or download the Anchor app and get started today. I apologize. That was a uh, abrupt transition there into that ad read.
0: I actually thought it was pretty smooth. You didn't see that one coming?
1: No, no. I, I I actually didn't see that one coming until it came out of my mouth. It surprised even me. But I I was, I was heard a different podcast talk about this and I, I thought humor humorously about it. You know... People, humanity, has always tried to do the thing that people say you shouldn't do. My Niagara Falls example. People throw themselves off Niagara Falls hoping that they will live to say that they did it. People climb Mount Everest to say that they did it. I am wondering now if this Ocean Gate thing, right? Because the Titanic is still down there and it is a, a monument of some sort. You know, people care about it. I'm just wondering if this is going to be kind of like Mount Everest. Where, you know, because people, when they climb Mount Everest now, they just have to go past the dead bodies. Yep. And, of course, those dead bodies are frozen up there. So, they, they are... Preserved. They're preserved. Yeah. There's just some dude with that, you know, wild-eyed as he about to die. I wonder if now we're going to send another trip down there. You know, like, here's the Ocean Gate sub from 2023, and you'll find... So it's
0: just going to be more and more.
1: Right, right. And I'm picturing, does that person die down there? Like, do we start chain, chaining dead people down by the Titanic? Like, is this going to be in every three years we're going to...
0: I hope it's only at, like, every three years or later, though, because that's a lot of money and time investment for that. At least Mount, Mount Everest, yes, you need to bring your oxygen, but aside from that, it's not really
1: expensive. I just hope we don't go back down there. I maintain that, like, it is a place where a thousand people, or however many people were on there, died. Their bodies are still in there. Now, the plankton or whatever's down there's probably eaten most fish, of them away man. however it's also just as cold down there as it is on mount everest which means that if if they're stuck in the bathroom or wherever they died and no fish got to them strong chance you know sally still has her face and if you you know you're gonna go poking around in there and you're gonna yeah. open it she's gonna look, it's gonna be like a james bond film except yep. not shot in mexico you know yeah at any rate I'll digress on Ocean Gate and their flub. That's probably good. We've hammered him pretty hard. Not as hard as that guy's wife. I bet that dude's wife has the biggest grin on her face. I just told you the, so. Just the, oh, God, I bet for the rest of her life. It's the first At thing, the funeral. First thing she says, yeah, I told my husband not to do something once. He didn't listen. Him and little Timmy, dead. That's so t- I feel so bad for her, though. Could you picture having a husband that's an absolute dippity do, right? And then not only that, listen, go kill yourself, whatever. But now you got to bring our kid who was like a teenager. Wasn't he like preteen? I thought he was 14 to 16, somewhere around there. Okay, so real teenager. Yeah. Oh, my. Man. Man, oh, man. That's all I got to say about that. We can move on now. We were talking about food chains. (laughs) In the break. As well, we often do, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it happens. You know, we, I mean, we're real Midwesterners. We just always wrap everything back to food. To be fair, there's a couple things
0: that you do a lot in life. You work, you eat, and you sleep. So anything that affects work or sleep or food is kind of a necessity for all.
1: Well, this is why I firmly believe in uh, buying good food. You know like when we go shopping sometimes my better half will look for the deals which oh, I yeah. I do too if there's okay if there are two different cereals that I like and one of them's on sale I'll buy that one. Yeah. If you know I'm always looking for if it's a couple dollars off great if the if the meat is on sale and I'm going to make it that night okay fine. But sometimes she'll buy like discount I can't even give a good example of something, but discount things where it's like, why do we have to buy the cheapest version of this? You know, it's never like, okay, sometimes it's produce. Oh. You know, like I don't like cheap produce. Meat. I like tenderloin. Mm -hmm. I like eating tenderloin. I like making tenderloin. I can afford tenderloin, but sometimes she'll buy like cheap cube steak. It's like, I don't know how (laughs) poor you think we are. But this $2 is not where we need to save the $2. Hours. The shake cheese. The shake Parmesan cheese. That oh, you put that's on, just the salt and the craft? Just yeah. buy, don't even buy the craft one. Buy the everyday essential whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, if we're looking at uh, butter, if it's salted butter, I, by and large, don't care. You know, if we're looking at toaster waffles in the morning, it doesn't really need to be Kellogg brand. Although, theirs is just better. Um... You know, it, we can buy cheap stuff there. But when we're talking about you know, the stuff that I eat at bread, for example, yeah, I buy cheap bread is awful. expensive bread. Yeah. I buy expensive bread because I'm so sick and tired of eating cheap sugar white bread, which I'm, is only
0: like maybe 50 cents cheaper
1: a loaf. That's what I'm saying. actually it was it was <laughs> so, I buy bread that's like $5 a loaf. Yeah. The cheap stuff that I also buy every once in a while when they don't have the stuff I want is $2 two a loaf. $3 difference. Like the Sara Lee. Yeah, but it's not no, worth eating. I don't eating. buy Sara Lee. I mean, I have Whatever in my it is. Life, Wonder but...
0: Bread. Whatever. Pick your poison.
1: Yeah. And it, it is. Uh, yeah.
0: I have never even understood white bread because some people only like white bread because they're like, because then I don't have any of like the weird stuff in bread. And I'm like, what do you mean weird? You mean the bread? <laughs> If you take one one chomp out of just white bread, it congeals into like a
1: paste
0: mm. that's just the worst. I don't know how people do it.
1: I buy white bread. Do you really? I do. I do. And mostly because I was raised on white bread, a specific brand of white bread, which I believe is the superior brand. Having tried all the discount brands. Brownberry? Uh, no. No. I won't say it's my secret family secret. Okay. Um okay. but what I have started doing because again I am I'm not poor. Uh I mean I'm not rich, but I I I am a Yeah. a man of a full-time <laughs> job. Start and stop right there. Okay? I uh I will buy hearty white bread which is to my approximation wheat bread and white bread together like the the textural fibrousness of wheat bread, but the sweeter taste of white bread, right? Because that's really what white bread is. It's just a little extra sugar and not as many fiber. Might as much fiber, more flour and stuff like that. So um, I like that. Hearty white bread is the place for me. Okay. I Or cinnamon bread. I love cinnamon I'm bread. I'm one of
0: the last people on earth who like whole grain wheat bread. I don't eat whole grain. Yeah, I know. Almost nobody does. I am the last person to go to the bakery and be like, okay, I know you'll have like a loaf of whole grain wheat, but I feel like it's just the best for sandwiches because it offers so much more over any diluted bread because you get like the full, every grain, every texture, every just note of flavor. I,
1: I just love it. Yeah, maybe I should try now that I'm, you know, a little older. I'm I'm more mature. Yeah.
0: I would say if you gave it to me as a little kid, I would probably look at it and be like, no. (laughs)
1: Right, right. You got to be a grown adult to uh, enjoy it. I felt that way when I was over in Europe. Some of the breads that they serve are just weird. They do a lot of sourdoughs. Mm -hmm. and And some of them are just like, God, not even butter can save this. You know, butter can save most things. That is true. Whether it's bread or food. Of any variety, you know, if you're talking chicken, if you're talking beef, if you're talking pasta, literally butter can save and it can just coat it into success. It could not save some of this bread over there that they're having in Europe. Nah. I think people when they travel
0: abroad from America will probably find a lot of that where they're like, oh, I was really excited to try this, 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 but it just wasn't quite as good. And they forget. That's because America didn't doesn't have its own cuisine that it's tried and made. It has all the best cuisine from all the other parts of the world mm, yep. and then made better because we have options like, oh, Greece or I don't know, China did this to the bread and that made it better. So we'll just start doing that. And we just... With all the different cultures we have from everywhere, we can just culminate the best
1: stuff. That's why our pizza is so much better. We also have significantly more land to grow the thing. That is true. You know, like if you're over in in somewhere Eastern side, side. you're like, man, I would love to put some basil on this. Oh, too bad we don't grow basil here. Yep. You know, I would love to put this specific type of potato with this. Well, only one type of potato grows over on this side of the planet, so you're kind of stuck with this, yeah. right? We don't have that problem. No, we don't. We do, we just suck at growing bananas. We do. Mexico grows bananas for us. Yeah, but we should certainly just acquire Mexico as a state anyhow. Gosh, hey, wouldn't that be good? I See, here's what I think. It'd I, be good for everyone. I was over... I was 100 kilometers from Ukraine when I was over in the Baltics. I actually, at the border checkpoint to get into Estonia... There was a van full of people going to Ukraine. They were almost a stone's throw away. I apologize, by the way, if you hear me chewing. I'm chewing on M Ms because I'm my blood sugar's low. So what I I think on the global stage, if we're gonna take some land, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Everybody's focused on Ukraine. Let's send help to Ukraine. Ooh, we'll send these missiles to Ukraine. Ooh, we'll send some guys and some guns to Ukraine. See, now Mexico and Canada, they ain't got nothing left. No. Take it off from me. I
0: I actually had a much more cynical take, especially after uh Canada is completely on fire right now. For those of you who and maybe the eastern world who don't know western world dealings, all of Canada's on fire, and it was too because of their own stupidity. Mm. Canada takes incredibly Uh, progressive stances on everything and one of the progressive stances is we cannot touch the environment for any reason because we can't hurt the environment it's bad for everything so they do not tend to any of their forests they refuse to do any like control burns if things get overgrown or anything of that scenario the problem with that is then when forests get too overgrown and every forest is too overgrown because you've never taken care of any of them And then they get dry. (laughs) Well, everything catches fire. And that wouldn't be a problem if it only affected Canada. But because Canada's all on fire, and during the summer there's a lot of north to south winds, it is horribly affecting—the smog from it is horribly affecting northern U.S. states. It's
1: bad by us.
0: Yeah. And then if, heaven forbid, you're closer towards the eastern seaboard, if you're in Mm, New York or whatnot— I feel things like that, we have let them try. It's like letting your child try something and have fun for a while. But we need to step in and say, Canada, you are actively hurting your people as well as other countries now. We cannot let you have this. You've had your fun. You're clearly not mature enough and you're clearly not competent enough to run your own country. You're going to have to become a state so we can help you out. Yep. Same with Mexico. It is clear the past hundred years, Mexico has been run by cartels. Everyone, including the Mexican government, knows it. So we need to step in at some point and be like, okay, you're making, in the Western world, you're making sex trafficking a big problem. You're making drugs a big problem. Cartels are running you, and it's hurting other countries. You have lost your
1: privileges of playing with the big boys. You are now a state, and we are running you. (laughs) I think that's a great idea. What's the worst that could happen? I have so we're talking about the smog, right? Yeah. This is a picture from my walk, yeah, uh, yesterday, two days ago. Yep. Where you can't actually even see all the way down the street. Yep. Because the smoke is so thick. It's the first time in my life, I was I'm a in shape, healthy, you know, fairly young male. But it's bad on your
0: lungs. Yeah.
1: I was outside. I took a walk, and it was like. I actually noticed it was harder for me to breathe. I couldn't believe it. I got inside and I saw the air quality index was 211. Yep. For those that don't know anything about the air quality index, by the way, you need to educate yourself because it's actually very important to you and probably your family. Yeah. The air quality index is basically six different – is it six brackets? Good. Mm, Something unhealthy. One more, and then D- like dangerous, dangerous, yeah, dangerous, and then and like then
0: like biohazard, like the climax, like not safe zone or something. Yeah, I like just that.
1: said everyone yeah. should educate themselves, and then spoke completely ignorantly about the the ah, five or six. You don't need to know the names of the different tiers. It might be five. It's green, yellow, orange, red, purple. Yeah, those are the colors. Uh, at any rate. It's, it's it's i'll make a different joke later but the air quality index is usually benign nobody really cares unless you have allergies or there's some weird thing coming through like the worst we get is like unhealthy you know if there's a pollen in that's the actually air. really
0: rare for wisconsin wisconsin yeah. has yeah, incredibly yeah. pristine air
1: yeah. yeah yeah well not anymore we don't well yeah because it <laughs> Thank was you, canada yeah, it's it's it was in the the barrier, the dangerous barrier. Where it's like, hey, uh, reduce vigorous activity while outside. Sensitive groups don't go outside. Yep. So if you have asthma, don't leave your house. Which is like, wow, it's the first time in my life I've had to deal with that. Yep. You know, it's when it was really bad.
0: Third th- Wednesday, one of the days it was exceptionally bad because of the winds. I promised my significant other, because I go on daily walks, mm. that I wouldn't go on a walk because. We had like a state of emergency saying, hey, yes. don't go outside today, Yes. which is insane. And it's things like that that just bother me. And then with that, you have places like here in Wisconsin. Wisconsin offers basically nothing in terms of pollutants. We are a very clean, well-oiled machine here, and everything is very pure and clean. We, especially America, because America blames everything on America— I foresee in six months, a year, there's going to be a whole bunch of talk about how, or locally here in Wisconsin, they're going to be like, our air has gotten so bad and we're affecting global warming because of so much carbon in the air and whatnot. We're doing such a horrible job. You have to give up this, 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 and this because of all the awful things we're doing. And and nobody's going to remember the four months ago when we're like, wait a minute, all the pollutants... And the carbon in the air right now is because Canada burned a couple
1: million miles of trees up there all at once. Right. Well, hey, you know what? They're lucky it came this way because we have a lot of trees that can soak it up at least. That is true. You know, that's the only good thing about being. No, no, no. If it was a south
0: to north wind, it would be fine because it's going up to the Arctic Circle. And who cares if they melt?
1: Amen. (laughs) (laughs) I think the same way about New York. Who cares if they get smogged? Smog them up. (laughs) <laughs> they ain't got no trees to suck it in. Well, I
0: feel a little bit different about that because New York isn't doing New York any favors as far as being clean or being um, good to their own land. It's a feature. That's yeah. a feature of theirs. It's a feature. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you... If you go to these mega cities, it's I find it's always the mega c- cities preaching about how awful you and I are about recycling and how awful where we are driving a car and making pollutants, and we're like, what? Have you ever walked outside of your mega city
1: and seen how fine the rest of the U.S. at least is in terms of air? I was going to say, I've walked down the street several times. I've never once seen a rat in our downtown. Yeah, exactly. Never once. Or you've never walked outside and been like, hmm, it wasn't supposed to rain today.
0: And then you see the news, oh, light acid rain today. And you're like, oh, hmm, I guess that's just a normal occurrence.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was talking to a buddy of mine that lives in, in Michigan, actually. And uh, he was mentioning, maybe I should go out and buy an air purifier from my house. And I thought that people making air purifiers got to be making money hand over fist right now. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, they probably can't even keep them on the shelves at Walmart. There's, they just got to be going out like hotcakes. I feel,
0: thank goodness for centralized air. Because there's most of the world still does not do centralized air. Yes, you're right. Everywhere, 90 ish, 95% of the US does. If we didn't have centralized air filtering all this smog out from actual inside places, it could get really dangerous and unsafe. If we were in like Europe, who they love the fan and that's the technology they've ridden with since the fan's creation and that's all they want, that wouldn't help with the smog at all.
1: Well, it's actually funny you mentioned that because (laughs) we were talking to a gal over in Latvia and she was saying one of our tour guides and she was saying that, you know, it's global warming is hitting us harder than other places because we really notice the difference. You know, like it used to be a high of 70 degrees Fahrenheit for them, a 30 something Celsius. And now it's like 77, 80 heat wave of 95 degrees Fahrenheit, you know, like if you're pushing the
0: 40 C right, it's
1: getting bad for them. And they were saying that most people don't have centralized air conditioning because it's so expensive. Yep. Right. Which is funny because for us, we think about central air is like I could put central air in my house for four grand. Correct. But it's really expensive over there. And also inflation has hit them harder. Their inflation was 23 Mm percent, 23 percent.
0: That's normal for like European countries right. and whatnot. Crazy. Which is why a lot of times the U.S. people are like, oh, well, th- our economy is so bad and whatnot. It's like, no, our economy is bad by our economy standards.
1: Yeah, we went 8% and we were all going to lose our marbles. They yeah, exactly. 23%. We're like, we're in a great,
0: percent- great Depression at 8%. They're over there. They get upwards of 40, I've seen, in Europe, and they're like, Oh, yeah, it is it is what it it's is. It's not good.
1: <laughs> yeah, so um, to, just to finish the story that she was saying, Central Air is really expensive, and and she was mentioning that her husband says, every year I, I can't stand these fans, I'm sweating hot, I can't live, and he just complains about it, but their heat wave is only like a week. Yeah. So then the first cool night comes and he goes, oh, we'll wait till next year. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of been their attitude toward it. We'll just wait till next year. We'll just wait till next year because it's so expensive that they don't want to pull the trigger on it. However, if you just pull the trigger then you'd have it.
0: I don't know about the ethic or the factual nature of this, but from what I have gathered, a lot of the reason Europe will never go to centralized air, especially more of the, the further West you go more of the richer places like your Germany or Britain, the places that could feasibly do it. Um, The EU is bound very harshly on environmental regulation and centralized air, air conditioners, Specifically, to cool your house, do excrement carbon. That is kind of how it functions. And because of that, it's not considered clean. It's considered unhealthy for the environment. So a lot of the regulation makes it very expensive because you have to jump through hoops to get air conditioning because it's bad for the environment.
1: I was under the impression that it was because the idea of a house is very different. They all live in that is flats, true, yeah. which really are just apartment-style complexes. Yep. So I was under the impression that for you to install posthumously air conditioning into something that was not designed to have air conditioning was a, a logistical feat that costs a lot of money. Like I said, that my too. house, they could put it in. The ductwork is already there. Yep. The furnace is already there. I have my own furnace because I'm in my own house. They just have to take the air exchanger, put it outside, plumb it into my existing thing. They could have it done. They could put an air conditioner in my house in three hours. Yep. Three hours, $4,000 could do
0: it. It would cost more money to cut around the architecture, but I feel like because of how flats are set up, you'd have so many people that could help foot the bill that could Mm. chip in for their complex to get centralized air. I feel like it should theoretically be pretty negligible at that point.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because...
0: Yes, it's easier for us to say put uh centralized air in a house because houses are set up for that. Yep. But if you have a giant apartment complex or a flat complex, you yes, it's more difficult, but you only need one centralized air planning for the entire complex. That probably
1: helps. You would think I don't know. Because we, know do, we the do the air.
0: same thing for apartment complexes or uh like hotels here in America.
1: Yeah. I just know that they complain a lot over in Europe for a week or two about how hot it is, because it's 90 degrees Fahrenheit, and then I laugh, because that's pretty mild.
0: For the most part, there are some places in Europe I have heard get pretty warm. I haven't been, but the southwest of Europe... Spain and uh like southern France I have heard do get very warm. I haven't been to either, so Portugal I can't. Portugal is hot too. Portugal yeah. probably gets very warm. Yeah. Which is a little different than obviously America goes further south as far as um. What am I thinking of?
1: We For do go south, it's true. Closer towards the equator. Sure. <laughs> so
0: our southern states do get quite a bit hotter.
1: But remember folks, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. That's a real it's a midwestern it it's a midwestern classic. They say
0: that, but then you have places like Florida not very humid, but in the summer when it gets 114 degrees, they have a literal statue to the guy who invented air conditioning in one of their cities. I forget who it, where it I, was. I don't doubt that. <laughs> a I, literal statue for the inventor of air conditioning because it gets so darn hot.
1: Yeah, I I had, for example, I had plans today to do all my yard work. It's 88 degrees outside today. Yeah, when you were gone, it was in
0: the 90s. I know. Which is insane for Wisconsin. I know. I know. Because of the darn smog.
1: (laughs) People said it was dry, too. Because of the smog. Because of the smog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. That sucks. That's all I can say about that. It sucks for you guys. It was pretty bad. Well, and I wasn't here, so I know you were, you know, you were sad. Really
0: sad, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I Although I noticed you never once called. Uh, so. But I
0: don't call anyone ever. It's true. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's <laughs> not
1: out of the <laughs> ordinary. Ian doesn't call. He doesn't even call in his order at places. He just shows up and I places met, them.
0: Uh, I met a very friendly deer when you were gone on one of my walks. Oh, sure. It was clearly fed by people where it was hesitant at first, but after a while it went walked right up past me, and I'm like, mm. I feel like I shouldn't make it worse and it, because then it gets used to
1: human contact. Next thing you know, you're inviting it in the house. No, nowhere near. Just think about this, though. If you would have befriended that deer, your partner would have been over the moon. Yes, she would have. (laughs) Picture she shows up after work. You've already got dinner ready. I bring a deer over. After you're done, you're sitting on the back patio, and you see Ann Deer come walking by. She doesn't know. She flips out. Oh, my gosh. Get the camera phone out, right? We're going to take a picture of this deer. And then you just put your hand out, (laughs) and that deer walks right up to you, and you start petting it like you've been friends forever. I guarantee your partner
0: loses it. That's a good idea. I'll start finding wildlife, Wisconsin wildlife, and befriending it over time and never tell anyone. And then all of a sudden... You know, coax him back to the homestead and be like, Hey, oh, what's that? Over comes, I don't know, whatever. A couple I, raccoons, a deer. I think even more funny Someone's would be cow.
1: to get it and put it in a halter like a horse. Put oh, a rope right, around yeah. it and tie it up in the tree outside. <laughs> be like, yes, yeah, my pet deer now. <laughs> 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 I've acquired a deer. I have I have acquired it. Give a little corn pile. There, ha- there has to be something illegal about that though. Oh, I'm sure. yeah. <laughs> See, now here's the thing, though. DNR would be up my rear. They might be, but the city that we live in, I doubt it.
0: Yeah, we're probably in, we're not. we're in
1: a different city limit. Now, if you go one city, if you go across the railroad tracks, yep. oh boy, are they going to be mad at you. But you stay on this side of the railroad tracks. I think you're good.
0: That is true. I feel like the worst that would happen is I'd get a, a concerned neighbor call, and then a cop would show up and be like, hey, I I heard you have a deer Tied up in your backyard, be like, yeah, it's my pet. And it'd be, they'd either be like, you probably shouldn't do that, or worst case scenario, yeah, please get rid of that.
1: Yep, yep, that would, <laughs> and be, that would be the entire conversation. Yeah, we advise that maybe it's not a good idea. Yeah, exactly. If you could potentially reconsider <laughs> your thought process, sir. Yeah, the the very Midwest. Hey, you, you're not legally allowed to have that. But we're too polite to tell you you're not legally
0: allowed to yeah, have It's that.
1: like building on your own property, though. You know, if you just slap that shit up before you get approval, what are they going to tell you to take it down?
0: That's always how it is. The permit only matters while you are building because afterwards, no one will ever say anything or care.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't get permits. Yeah, permits I just built them. And then the guy rolls around and says, Hey, you don't have a permit for that. And I said, Ooh, sorry.
0: Can I do that now? I understand why permits exist for your mega cities like New York, Chicago, LA. LA, I think it's more spread out, but anything that's built on top, because if you're making alterations in your apartment on the third floor of a 70-floor building, (laughs) that could potentially harm a lot of people. But if you're in Wisconsin... And I make an alteration to my own home. Worst case scenario, my own home fall, falls on me and no one else is involved.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like I should have the freedom to kill myself I if just I need to. I don't know why they're always getting in the way of a good time. Like, what if I wanted to build a slide that goes from the third story to the first? You should be allowed to. Yeah, you should be allowed to. And I don't need Dave from the city to come by yeah. and inspect it.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand. It's my land, my home. I own it. And I'm supposed, supposedly living in the land of the free. Yeah. If I want to do something to it, why do I need a government agency, a bureaucracy to come and tell me I can't? Like, wh- what That's do you mean? What I, I told can't? Dave
1: the last time I talked to him. <laughs> yeah. He said, so, hey, you making a little alteration in your house? I said, yes, I am, Dave. He said, do you have a permit for that? I said, I don't know, Dave. Do I need one? He said, yeah, you probably do. I said, that sucks, Dave. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know what to tell you. He <laughs> said, I got pictures here saying that you made a mess of your front yard. It's my front yard, Dave. Yeah. I, the only time that might come into
0: into conflict is if when you purchase a home sometimes you have to sign up for whatever if you're in a neighborhood. Uh, the yeah. homeowners association yeah. might
1: have some jurisdiction. We don't have one where I live.
0: Yeah, but if you don't have a homeowners association or if you're just in your own plot of land, I could what's the difference if I build I
1: don't know, a swamp in the middle of my front yard? Who who cares? It's my yard. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Just taking all the blinds away and walking around completely nude for a few weeks, just to see if Dave <laughs> see if Dave comes knocking at my door. Yeah,
0: like public indecency. What do you mean public indecency? I'm in my own home. Why are you staring at me in my own home? That's you peeping tom.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dave. At any rate, <laughs> we should wrap up before we get into some sort of trouble. Ah, for sure, for sure.
0: Covering bases. I have always gone through the proper channels and gotten a city permit for any alterations on my property. Me too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think we're in the clear. (laughs) And with that, episode 92 (laughs) of Gentleman's Chat with your hosts, Ian and Billy.